Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. God's good. It was a real privilege to be here and I remember meeting Pastor Shane here 18 months ago and even then he walked me through sprouts even before it was open and the passion and the energy that he had for this church and the expansion what he had even then that the internship was in seed form incubating back 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 then as a wonderful thought and he says I've got this this lady earmarked to maybe do that, a young lady called Rachel, you know. And I remember thinking, she's one of my students, done a great job. So um, you've married well, you're a boss, Dave, all right? And so I think one day you're going to have to come to ministry college too, aren't you? Would you like me to whip up a prophecy or something like that? But anyway, we know, it is, we, you know you need to go, it's just a matter of when. So some, we'll see some of you guys in the next five years. I really can't afford her. No, at ministry college, I'm not taking her from here. Hey, don't, don't go getting all sensitive on me now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, she's meant to be here. Like regionally, you guys will go gangbusters over time. So glad we're just here in the, in the early days. So uh, Rachel is a great student. She came into my world about three, four years ago. She's been an outstanding student. And I just love it when I see people lean in and discipline the gift to the call in their life and prepare themselves. So who would have thought, Rachel, three, four years ago that you'd be doing what you're doing now? So when you say yes to God, the whole journey just opens up. Oh, I said yes to God back in 1997 and I saw something amazing happen. I was asked to speak at the uh, Rise Youth Conference yesterday hosted by City Church Nowra. But what I saw was a partnership of four or five key youth groups in the area. And there's something powerful when partners get together. When I was in college some um, 20 years ago, and Pastor Shane had broken the ground before that with Pastor Jason Smith from Nowra. So the kingdom of God is this beautiful web of interconnected relationships. But I remember when I was at college, several large churches got together and formed what we now know as Red Frogs. Um, a group of us got together, and we were sick of the carnage that was happening with young people as they finished 12 years of high school and literally for one week shipwrecked their lives and undid all the good work that their parents had invested in them. So I remember coming home at, you know, after the sun had gone up and the kids saying, where you been, Dad? And I said, school is weak, someplace you'll never, ever know about or ever go to. I remember making as a father a silly promise back then. I said, I'll take you anywhere in the world for a week to two weeks, but you're never going to the Gold Coast. And they just, they said, yeah, agreed with that. Funny thing is, kids remember promises you make to them. So my daughter, we, we went off to New York one time. It was a great trip. But my son said, Dad, I want to go to Italy and, and Switzerland where you worked once. You know? And so I thought, okay. But on the way, we stopped at Singapore. And, and Singapore is a beautiful place. And I've had the privilege of being there in and out on, on work trips. Something really amazing. And there's um, some pictures. Have a look. We went up into one of the highest buildings in Singapore. On the next slide... Have a look at this vista over this beautiful city. Oh, they've got this marina, sands, look at these three big buildings. Looks like a surfboard on top, doesn't it? Looks wonderful. And so in it, there's these trees, like these massive botanical gardens. And then the next shot, we went up to the highest place there. Have a look at that. There's looking down on those trees. But look at those two shells there to the left there. See, I'm using the word shell, shell harbour. Word play. I thought I, I'm learning about cleansing products today. I, I was waiting for Dad's joke to drop in. Uh, Haley, Kaylee, when you were talking about, um, we're talking about pause, but let's pause for a moment. And I just thought, anyway, boom, boom. So, shell. We've got two shells over here. 
But if you've ever been to Singapore, these are two um, ecosystems, two um, greenhouses. They're just epic and they're six stories high, each one of them. And you go inside them, have a look, next slide, what's inside them. Have a look at this. It is just, it's like going to the Garden of Eden, the promised land. It, it is just a beautiful environment. My, my son, right, and my son's not into plants and stuff, but he said, Dad, this place rocks. And even he was overcome as a 17-year-old young man. And it was like you see an evidence of a vibrant ecosystem. You see each element contributing to the growth of another. You see this harmonious, interdependent relationship with all, all organic uh, matter. And you see this nurturing, life-giving environment. The light's right, the oxygen right, the water's right, the soil composition, right amount of oxygen and nutrients in the soil, all master plan for maximum growth and development. Isn't it interesting, you guys have called your internship the greenhouse. And I think this is what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to set you up with an opportunity for you to live your best life. Now I have a season where it all comes together and every element works together for the power and glory of God and for your growth. This does sound like the Acts 2 community, and this is one of my favourite passages in the Bible, or one of my top 10, maybe top 25, maybe top 50, top, top 100. I, I just love the Word of God, so we're going to get, do some of that today. But look at this in Acts 2, and this is God's plan for his interdependent community, which he's, it, which he's, he's planned. And I've got the verse up here so we can sort of punch this in, in good time. Look at this. Those who accept this is after the day of Pentecost, this is Acts 2, 41 to 47, and it says this. Those who accepted his message were baptised, and about 3,000 people were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to everyone as they had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number, how often? Daily, those who were being saved. This sounds like a healthy ecosystem of a community. All the elements coming together, and I see sort of Many churches have sort of five themes or five health building blocks. But I, but I see here five key themes happening in this, this passage. I see people devoting themselves to good teaching and doctrine. I see them sharing a common belief system, the kingdom values of the kingdom. I see them being together and having everything in common. There's a lot of sharing going on. They're meeting together regularly or even every day. And I see them eating together with glad and sincere hearts. A beautiful picture of a nutrient-rich community which God is calling his church to be part of and also to build. The book of Acts is a great book about personal and community transformation. And transformation is such a powerful world word where their lives were, were fundamentally changed from the inside out. And when the church exhibits 
the vibrancy and the transformation of God, it cannot help but leak out into your community and those people around you. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Message Bible says this, those who became Christians become new people. They're not the same anymore. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. This is the power of transformation. When your allegiances shift, when your life, the choice about your life partner shifts, how you handle your resources, your opportunities, your time, your talent, and your treasure, it's all about a significant shift towards the ways of God. Another key passage which reinforces this thought is we call it the Great Commission, which is in Matthew 28, 16 to 20. It's on the screen now. Some of you in sales, you think the Great Commission is 20%. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? 20% of all your work. But it says here, verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when he saw them, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And look at this. And teaching them to what? Obey. Obey, 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 obey. Oh boy. Some of you are going, oh boy. Oh boy, obey. I thought it was just the baptism thing. Pastor Shane, can you not invite this man back? Because he preaches the whole counsel of God. <laughs> I just thought I had to get wet in a tank. Now hang about what Jesus' instructions is this, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And I love this closing line. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Obey. Obey. How's this linking with the greenhouse? Can we stick back to the nice, pretty green flowers thought? But part of the ecosystem and the fullness of the life that God wants to build into you and to I and us together is this key principle of obedience. And the word obey literally means to change and to shift and to come under new management. Some of you are saying, okay, say the word change. How much change? We just had a little tiny little bit of change. Or a little bit of change. And, well, I don't know. You've got to ask God because he's in charge of the change. He's the change master. Because his idea is to make you become more like him. So I suppose in a way you can work out how much change you want to do. Put Jesus next to you in the mirror and see how much change you think has to go between now and then. Change. The idea of obeying means to Change. When we give our lives to Christ, we have a spiritual transformation. It's a beautiful. At that moment, I could die and I literally will be transported to go to heaven. But there's a series of transformations that need to take place in our life and God uses a greenhouse, an incubator with all the elements right for us to, to, to change at the right speed and the right level so that we become walking examples of Jesus Christ himself. Like some of you think, but I said the prayer. Everything's going to be all right. Friends, that is only just the beginning of a marvellous journey of ongoing change and, see and awareness of the seasons of God that God wants to bring to you. 
God wants to fundamentally, over time, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, change and transform you from within to all elements of your life. See, there's surface level change, which we talked about today. Then there's deep level change. One of the first levels of change is God will help change your feelings and your emotions. No longer, as you become more and more mature with God, will you be held at the whim of your emotions whenever thought comes in your mind. But God will teach you how to take thoughts captive and bring them into the reality, into alignment with his will and his purpose for your life, and that you will see the work of God begin to flow through you. And then when you think that's good, you enjoy a season of celebration. God says, I want to take you through a deeper level of change. There's about four or five levels of change and transformation that need to come into our life. Some of you who've done some study will know a concept called worldview. Your worldview is your fundamental belief system. Your beliefs about the world, your beliefs about yourself, and your beliefs about God. Some of you will then have not only your affections, your emotions change, but over time your core convictions and your belief systems till fundamentally it changes essentially who... Oh, doing that good, eh? I'm really going deep. Really fundamentally change deep who you are in the essential essence of your identity. Wow. Some of you are going, that sounds like a lot of work. But I tell you what, as God takes you through those layers, you will experience even greater levels of life satisfaction and his peace and his grace and his glory in your life. It is a glorious, a magnificent journey that we have signed up for when we said yes to Jesus. Now, before I finish this message, I will give you an opportunity to pray a prayer and to say yes to Jesus. And when I offer you that opportunity and we will pray, there's a little asterisk box in the corner of my conversation balloon as we'll be talking together. Subject to saying, yes, you will embarking on a most magnificent journey. And I'll be challenging you when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to him, but also to his church and signing up for his transformation greenhouse. Because I know this, I've walked with God a long time and I've discipled a lot of people and pastored a lot of people and coached and consulted a lot of people. I know this, many people say yes to Jesus but their lives feel dissatisfied. They feel like they don't experience the full freedom that the Bible and the Word of God promises them because they haven't taken the other steps necessary to become and to grow more like Jesus Christ. For some, and really what I do want to do is I want to be, share to you the whole counsel of God tonight, this morning, just not the nice gooey, gooey warm bits. Because I know this, God has got plans for this church, for your life, and for this community. And he wants to use you, and you'll only be able to use you to the level that you give him more and more allegiance and control over of your life. I really believe this is going to help some of you this morning. How are we going? Is it all right? You want me to tell more jokes now? Because I think I trust, there's something in this, I, I really trust God wants to do a deep work in our hearts this morning. It's all right if I sort of teach and preach for a little bit and then I will try and drop a couple of funny more jokes in, all right? But then I want to get to a, a, a stage before we, we come to pray and, and, and ask Jesus to come into people's hearts and lives. So God wants, there's a, 
is a, a, an effective transformation, our emotions, in our mind, in our morals, our religious beliefs, our deep psychological areas, areas of our social life, e deep ecological conversions, and for some it will even be a transformation of our wallet and where our money goes. Oh, do you see that? For those of you a bit of a teaching, like a bit of a teaching, there's, a, there's, there's, there's three principles, big ideas, a bit of free theology from the Bible College here. Ready for it? It goes like this. Justification, we're justified in Christ, is being saved from the penalty of sin. Our sanctification is we're being saved from the power of sin. And our glorification is we're being saved from the presence of sin. So when you say yes to Jesus, you are saved. You will then go on a process of being saved, working out that salvation. That's our holiness. And then there's a process of glorification where one day when we die, we will be saved. So a lot of funny teaching going around the internet at the moment that tries to change the order of that. They try and make the end come easy. And that's the, that's the result of a get, get rich quick, quick fix uh, solution because people want to get rid of the pain and they don't want to do the hard work along the way. Here's what God is wanting to do with this. Romans 8. Here's a beautiful passage, Romans 8, on the next screen. Romans 8, verse 29 to 30. I'm going to read from the Message Bible. It says, God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored, and we see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. How's that for a blueprint? Look at the next verse, verse 30. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. And after he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then, after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Some of you know that grace verse in Philippians 1. It says, God who has begun a good work in you, he will bring it to completion. So for some of you this morning going through a bit of a tough season where you're going to have a little bit of clarity, I say this to people, sometimes when you don't have clarity about his life, based on this verse, you can trust his sovereignty, friends. God has got this and he has got you on a growth track for his benefit. Can I just say, when we say he's going to make you more and more like Jesus, I'm not saying he's going to make you like a God or you'll never be like God. I mean, if you just nudge your spouse right now and say, I think you're like God, or you don't think you're like God. But in fact, there's a sense that God wants to develop his deep character within you. He wants to change the way you think, the way you act. He wants you to think and act and feel like Jesus does, his values, his moral character. God has got a clear picture of what your life looks like when you are living your best life in full flight. Let's go to Ephesians, another passage on the screen here, Ephesians 4. It says here, And the one who climbed up, can we go to the next slide please, so I know what, it's Ephesians 4, 10 to 16. Well done team, we go back to number 10. And the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up to the highest heaven. He handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled the earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher, to train Christians in skilled servant work. Sounds a bit like a greenhouse, a Shell Harbor greenhouse. Working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, 
fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. How many times do you reckon the word fully has just been said then? <laughs> There's a few. This verse is full of fools, isn't it? No prolonged infancies among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for him imposters. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and to tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. It's a beautiful passage. See the organic growth themes going there? But here's God's big idea. Friends, he wants you and I to grow up and to keep on growing. I remember a young guy, he just says, I've been a believer for 20 years, but even as a young man I knew, it feels like you've been living 20 years of the same one life, one year life over and over again. There's a challenge I even knew, I knew intuitively that God was always calling me onwards and upwards for his grace and for his glory and so that he would make me more effective and more productive part in his kingdom because he'd place a call of God on my life and he had plans and things planned and good works for me to do way before the creation of the world. He's done the same thing for you as well. God, God is wanting us to take our spiritual growth very seriously, friends. Some of us think we can grow without a plan. I'm here to tell you, um, God wants us to lift our level of intentionality around how we're moving towards his purposes. You cannot drift, friends, towards growth. You cannot drift towards living a, living a life that pleases God. And God sent a guy, I'm going to throw some grenades and I'll, we'll jump back on a plane. What are you, back Tuesday, babe. Pastor Shane and Rachel clean up. Clean up. But there's a powerful sense of God wants his church more ready than what it is now for the work that he has to do. I don't know about you, but I've seen the suicide states go, stats going around Australia at the moment. They're not getting any better, friends. People in our community are literally dying for a lack of hope that we have that God has given us. And God needs to get his message out to broken humanity. Because see, I can see here, there's empty seats here today. There are lost children in this community who are not in the, in the Father's house yet. God is preparing us to get to another level. That's why I think the greenhouse is a very good start of moving you and getting you mobilised and getting more people an opportunity to be grown faster, to be used more powerfully for the kingdom of God, for his grace and, grace and glory. The big idea around this, I've been holding this, we mean take a drink for a while. This big idea you might have heard in the Bible is called this Kipler's hip. Diskip, I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? It's not Diskipler's hip, but at least that'll help you how to spell this word. It's discipleship. Discipleship. And God wants to take us on this process of making him more long. He uses this process called discipleship. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to cut to the chase and put up the diagram. Look at this next one. It's called the transformation triangle. Here for you is, you're glad you turned up to church today. It's not a Mr. Squiggle lecture or something from ABC. But here's the way that God 
is training you and preparing you to become more like him. It's a wonderful. So feel free. I'm happy to leave my PowerPoint slides and you can copy them, but get your phones and take a photo. Look, I'll jump out of the way while you do that. But here's the big idea. You are not transformed just by saying yes to Jesus. God uses a series of patterns and processes and events in this Acts 2 greenhouse, this incubator, you need all the elements coming together so that we, you are formed in the fullness and the maturity that Jesus Christ is wanting us to head towards. Look at this. We have the idea of community in the middle. We have the idea on the other side there, M for mission. Holy Spirit plays a part in transforming us. We've got scripture. We've got circumstances and events in life. And we've got this sort of training in this pattern for life. God's got like this wonderful blueprint and for some of you, you're happy to be in community and you're happy to listen to Holy Spirit but if, unless you've got the word of God in your life in a, in a regular way, he's not going to be able to give you the nutrients that you need to grow to the fullness that you do. Some of you love Jesus and thank God that you're here today in church and community but there are many in our world who, who confess the name of Jesus but they don't see the need to be in community with other people. They're missing out on one of the vital nutrients to grow us together like Christ. Can I encourage you, friend? Like, I know what it's like not to want to come to church because you've been hit so hard by life. The last thing you want to do is hang around other, the happy clappies and the charismatic believers. Uh, friends, it is good for you, like what you're doing today, to keep on turning up. I know this. If I process my pain alone, I'd come to all the wrong conclusions all the time. I need wisdom like the people in the front row. I need people. I see lots of good gray hair in this room. This is a real gift to this church. Young people, I encourage you to lean in. There are people who've gone through pain like you have before. We need each other to make sure we can discern properly what God is doing in our life. Otherwise, we join the wrong dots together. I say to this, people, you process your pain on your own. You grow weird. Like, it just... The amount of times I was going to make terrible, life-threatening decisions based on my very limited view of my pain and circumstance. And then I realized one of the gifts of God's transformation greenhouse was other believers who'd walked in the steps of me before and they could give me wise counsel. For some of you, you need to ramp up the reading of the Word of God. Some of you need to say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let you out of the box in my life. I need more of you in my life. And we can pray for that after this message, once we close this message. The idea of mission being activated, the A21, something outward focus where you're going out in your community with your other focus, that is another essential ingredient of becoming part of God's transformation greenhouse. And the idea of a training or a pattern of life, there needs to be some seasons, I believe, in your growth of some intentional coaching or some sort of rhythm or program or, 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 or something like that. And there's got some options in your next steps in this church. It's a whole heap of goodies. And so for some of you today, you think, okay, of the six or seven elements, how am I going? Here's my big idea. I will grow to be like Jesus when I position myself in a transformation greenhouse. For many people, that is an ongoing and continuing commitment to your local church here. For some of you, you see some of those elements missing to a degree, and that may be your prompt to say, I need to activate my spiritual gifts, and I need to lean into the vision of this church a little bit more. And I say, I need help 
I'm going to help strengthen that. Often, if you have a holy discontent about something, that's usually a good sign that you're meant to be part of the solution. I know as a leader, I can listen to anybody who comes along with, a, with three good ideas how to help make something easier. So make, make your pastor's job a little bit easier. So how? How do you get the greenhouse going? I like the idea of it is possible in some seasons to have what I call an accelerator. I know if you um, listen to any gardening shows or read gardening books, sometimes plants need a multivitamin and you have selected fertilisers which you put on certain areas and it accelerates or promotes growth. A greenhouse is a bit like that. And so for some time, for some seasons, you need to put yourself in a position of an accelerator. One's been promoted today. Part of it is linking to the work that I do at City Point Ministry College. We say to this, we say to many people, give God a year. Well, it's really 10 months. And we say you could do 10 months of your own personal Bible study on your own, or you can compress it into 10 powerful months, and that's an accelerator if you want to get ahead. Some of you, we can help you in the idea of speed. You want to grow quicker? I know this. Um, my kids, Jethro is now taller than me. But I, I worked out if I keep feeding him, he keeps growing. If, if, if he was still two foot at the age of 17, something would be wrong, wouldn't it? And I'd be considered a bad, bad father. That's who. Actually, there's a song in there if we reverse that around. But I would know that I need to put nutrients in him. I knew when he was in a growth spurt, because no matter how much food I put into that young man, he, he just was like hungry, he had hollow legs. Before you know it, almost like he grew a foot, almost one whole foot in a year. So for some of you, you know your life needs that. You are hungry, you're in a growth spurt, you need an intense period in the Word of God. We're ready for a video, guys. Here's an example of the one that I lead. Maybe you can hear Pastor Jean's voice in the background too, all right? Ready when you guys are. We showed that yesterday at the rise, and they all, they all applaud and cheered. So we can do that right now if you like. Can we do that? I've never had anybody cheer and clap like that at the end, but I thought they did, so I think it's the new normal from now on. <laughs> Can I just say, that's one example of an accelerator. I believe if you're the age of 20 and you're going to die, die at about your 80s, then you've got 50 years, 50 or 60 years, and I believe every, in my coaching I used to say to people, every five to seven years, you need to work on some development part of your life. So for, for many of you, if you're young, there's going to be seven or eight seasons of de intense development, where it's a mentor, a coach, a training, get yourself a new network. At some stage, I recommend over a 50-year period, get yourself some intense period of biblical training to set you up for the future. We have many young people who, who get an offer to go to university. They defer by one year and they say, I'm going to take a gap year. And the first decision I make as an 18, 17 or an 18-year-old person it's a beautiful thing to see their parents. Their parents come with them to an open night. They're a little bit worried. But you see them saying, I want to get my God bit all sorted out. I want to get my doctrine. I want to get my worldview sorted out. And then I'm going to go study law or communication because I want to study through the filter of a heart that's been transformed, ready to prepare myself for a life of influence in society. So for some of you, that may be an option or something that you want to consider. So an accelerator is a good idea. We'll just quickly go to a chart with four stages on it and then I better, better land, land this plane. Here's, a, here's another thing that I do with people. On your growth journey with God, the four stages, here's one particular model that I use with a lot of people and it just helps you 
uh, get where you're at. Uh, just the one back. We'll give it a nice. I like the, like the pretty pictures here. There's basically four stages of your Christian growth, and it starts like this. You're starting exploring Christianity, your faith, growing Christ, then you get closer to Christ, and your life becomes fully Christ-centred. Step number one, and some of you are here this morning like this. You say, I sort of believe in God, but I'm not sure about Christ. My faith is not a significant part of my life. Stage two is, I believe in Jesus and I'm working on what it means to get to know him. Capital H with a him. Close to Christ, I feel really close to Christ and I depend on him daily for guidance and then Christ-centered. God is all I need in my life. He is enough. Everything I do is a reflection of Christ. We won't go, but I've got another model behind what it looks like and what your mindsets and the decisions you make based on that. One thing from people who've used this um, survey is this. A lot of people get stalled at stage two and don't move on to stage three. And I'll tell you what happens to them. You may have been walking for Christ for three, four years. Something happens in your life, something, a life circumstance hits you so hard that your, your head starts to spin. Death of a child, you lost a job, a relationship breakdown, a divorce, a business goes bust. You believe God for something and he didn't come through and all of a sudden your heart is, literally your heart has been mortally wounded and you're literally stalled and you feel like you can't move on to stage three and you're a good person. It's okay, but you know my message today has been really, really challenging you and you want to get unstuck. I'm going to pray in a moment, but then when we close this meeting, my wife and I, we're going to hang around down the front here, all right? So if you'd like breakthrough prayer in any particular area, but especially if you feel like you're finding it hard to trust God again, but his spirit's been hovering over this meeting already, and he's saying, I need you to go again. I want you to trust me with my grace and purpose in your life. I want to take you up to new levels with God. That's you there this morning. My wife, Jan, and I and the team would love to pray with you, right? It's a good thing. Stage one, stage two, stage three, or stage four. God wants you to grow. God has made a tremendous provision called the local church, which is a transformation greenhouse. Sometimes within that transformation greenhouse, there's a unique season where another accelerator or a greenhouse is embedded within that and for some of you, you know that's going to accelerate you from stage two to stage three in your Christian walk. For some of you, it's going to take you from stage three to stage four real quick. This is the walk of obedience. This is the walk of transformation. Can I pray? I want to lead you through a couple of next steps. Thank you, God, for our time here together this morning. You've been good to us, Father. Thank you. God, we thank you for a triangle which helps us crack the, code where, crack the code where we can tick a few boxes. Yep, we got that in place. Oh, oops, but we're missing that bit. So God, we position ourselves under your authority today. We choose to place ourselves in community under apostles' teaching in a local church, healthy local church. God, this morning we willingly live under the authority of Scripture and submit to the will of Holy Spirit this morning. God, we want to interpret events and circumstances in our life in light of your word with the insight of, from Holy Spirit and in the context of a loving community.
God, we know that in you we'll find fulfilment as we serve other people where we can live life to the full. For some of us today, God, as the word has been preached and it's been a bit of a teachy preach today, some of us are going to make a commitment today to increase the level of our intentionality to become more like you. We're not going to leave it to chance anymore. For some of us this morning, you may be stalled. We're just, it's time to go again. God, I pray this morning, sovereign, that you'll help people how to get back in the saddle again today and pursue you with a new sense of purpose. God, some of us even, we're going to consider a season of acceleration, like uh, high-octane preparation, like the greenhouse here. I pray for those who have to make epic decisions over the next three months to make that happen. Some of us the morning have decided, God, we're going to put up our hand again for leadership. We've got gifts and abilities in our life and we know it's a new season of contributing to your greenhouse here because we want other people to experience your transformation quicker. God, we all want to hear those words when we enter heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you, God. Thank you for this church here. While our heads are still bowed, friends, while our heads are still bowed, I'd love to pray for those who are not yet right with God or you've been away from God for a while and you know this is your chance to come back to him today. Every Sunday, there are people struggling with stuff. All you have to do, friend, is say yes to Jesus. You say, God, you are the son of God so that I can be free and I can be part of your family. So the first group of people this morning is this. It can be the very first time that you say yes to Jesus here in this church. Maybe you're visiting today for the first time. Maybe a friend has brought you. I encourage your friend, reach out to God in simple faith. And you say, God, come into my life, cleanse me, forgive me, change me, and transform, and transform me. Today, friend, is your opportunity for encountering God and all the elements in this church service are right. They're all working together. And for some of you, the lights have just come on and you know you need to say yes to Jesus this morning. Second group of people in this prayer is this. Maybe you need to come back to God because you've let sin spoil a good life or you've let slackness overtake some area of your life and you need to get right with him and you need to come back to him this morning. Christian, if you're a Christian in this place, please, please pray. This is a sovereign moment. Holy Spirit is working. Holy Spirit, friend, has already been talking to you about your relationship with God. So you already know whether you need to say yes to Jesus now. Holy Spirit's been, been hovering over this meeting, convicting you and convincing you of your need for Jesus. You do not need me to twist your arm right now. I want to pray for you exactly where you're sitting here today. It's you and you want to say, Pastor Andrew, I want you to pray for me. I want to get right with God today. I want to experience the miracle of forgiveness and cleansing in Jesus' name. If that's you, if you want to say, I want to experience that miracle this morning, well, our heads are bowed, friends. Give me a wave and raise your hand. I'm going to be looking across this meeting right now. I'm looking for hands, people who want to say yes to Jesus, those who want to come back and get right with Jesus. There's someone here this morning. Yes, I see that hand over there. Well done. Well done. Great decision. Anyone else want to join that lady right now? 
to say yes to Jesus for the first time or I'm coming back. I want to get back in the saddle this morning. Won't labor the point much longer, but as I'm moving from right to left, from front to back, anybody else want to join that lady? Rup, I see you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Well done. Let's all pray. Let's all pray. And you just pray and you head after me as I pray this song. It says, Dear God, I don't understand it all yet, but I believe that you love me and that you made me for your family and for your purposes. And I'm sorry that I've lived for myself instead of for you, and I ask for your forgiveness. God, I need a fresh start. I'm saying yes to you this morning, Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay for my sins, and I want Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Please help me to learn to love you and to trust you and to live for you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Let's clap and thank, thank God for that work that he has done here this morning. If you want to talk things, City Point Ministry College, we'll be in the foyer, but we're going to do that after we pray, after Pastor Shane comes and closes his service. Thanks for that, Pastor Shane. Thank you, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.